It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was today on Your Take is Excrement. It wasn't the best of times. No, it was fucked up. It was really fucked. It was the worst of times. Hi, everybody. My name is May Leitz, and you'll know me from my little YouTube channel, Nick's Fears, but you'll also know me from a musical career that I have, which is blooming. Like a flower. Like a flat. Like a... (laughs) Like a flower, like a sure. rose. Sure, let's call it like that. Um, and and I'm sitting here with someone who also has blue hair. That's right. It's my son, <laughs> Neo. Yeah. Oh, I I thought about dying of purple today, but today, today, bitch, today. But then we ran out of time. Time, so, bitch. Yeah. Purple. How can you purple at a time like this? Easy. You just go get some. Go get some bleach, get some dye. Get some bleach, get some dye. No, 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 no. Okay, sassy bitch. I fucking helped you dye your hair one time, and you're like, well, that was easy. I guess I could do that, like, all the time. Hmm. Well, but that's... I've un- I've opened the door. I've unlocked yeah. the gate, and now Neo will never have an OG hair color again. Brown, goodbye. I don't know. It's coming in darker than it was, isn't it? No. No? It's cute oh. as fuck. It's cute as fuck. Anyway, we watched... The worst movie. Oh yeah, uh, ever. We're, we're just hey, ever now. made. Chill out, okay. Hold on now. Worse than the room. Oh my god. Okay. Whoa now. Well, actually, you know, I kind of agree. Yeah. Okay. Whoa now. Whoa now. Yeehaw. All right, rodeo cowboy. We need to fucking do some advertisements. Also, people need to know what the fuck this even is. So first off, this is a movie podcast. We have watched. Uh, the two prior uh, Rob Zombie in the Firefly trilogy, I guess is what it's called. So is House it of really? A- yes. That's House of a Thousand dumb. Corpses, that's Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell. So we watched Three from Hell today, which was quite possibly the worst movie we ever did see. Uh, but now, uh, Neo, uh, can you tell the people about the advertisements, please? Yes. Uh, we like to thank our sponsors, uh, Machine Age Productions and the RPG Hashtag I Hunt. What's the up? YouTube show Blood Thing. Hi. And Ambient Room Studio, the Etsy store. Yeah, look at that. Also, patreon.com slash excrement. That's where you can find our shit and yeah. shit in our hands, and we'll rub it on our tits. So, welcome. Just like Rob Zombie did to write. <laughs> can we? All right. Three from hell. So, so, so. So, where to begin? Where to start and where to begin? Okay. Speaking we, of scat porn. <laughs> yeah. We actually fulfilled what uh, the people wanted for the first time. Like, yeah. people were like, hey, can you actually fucking watch Three from Hell, please? And we were like, yeah, okay. Shout out to the, to, to the person asking in the comments. You know who you are. Yeah, like about halfway through the... You the ruined mo- my afternoon. <laughs> about halfway through the movie that we paid $4 to rent on Ultra 4K. <laughs> it looked like shit. <laughs> uh, we were watching it on the TV that we paid to rent it on. And, uh, Ultra about, stupid K. I fucking know. About halfway through the movie, Neo uh, turns to me and is just like, hey, you know that person in the comments that's always like, hey... Can you guys actually watch Three from Hell, please? Yeah, fuck that person. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, get him, Neo, get him. So anyway, Neo wants to fight you in the parking lot specifically for making us watch this dog shit. So thank you for watching and commenting. I appreciate you. Uh, yes. I, I don't oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the film. Now you're walking it back. Yeah, huh? I am. Okay. Okay. So, um, so, uh, God damn, what do you even say? Well, I, I guess, guess we need to go... Th- well, first off, 
What the fuck is this? If you could describe this in a sentence, what is this? It's disappointing. <laughs> well, that's a word. I need a sentence, homie. Uh, Wait, disappointing? Did you have expectations? Yeah. The fuck is this? Well, I, I liked, <laughs> I liked the, the House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects. Wow. I mean, you did. It's true. Yeah. For the most part. I think they, they I think you also we have gone on record to say that you rather enjoy Rob Zombie's general sensibility as yeah. a director. Yeah. Well, not anymore. <laughs> no, what happened? No, I don't. What I don't know. I think, what happened? Well, I think he got a case of the fuck arounds. <laughs> I, I think that's what happened here. Like I don't know. It's, I think he got a case of of. Wow, I like watching rape. I'm gonna put more of that in my fuck. film. Oh, get him! No, you're right. I mean, he has a weird problem with that. Yeah, that's, that's like a whole a whole black pit to get into. But I mean, uh. Other than that, I think he got a little case of the fuck arounds. Uh, Sid Haig was old. He was like, damn, I got to get some footage of this homie. Uh, well, <laughs> Balding's about to go. I got to get in there. Uh, and but, like, why have him in the film at all? I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's not like he has a contribution. Anyway, really. okay, okay. We are okay. getting so fucking ahead of ourselves. So, so, House of a Thousand Corpses, to sum it up very quickly, is a movie about... Um, a murder cannibal family and the thing is it, it starts off as a movie that just seems to be like a texas chainsaw massacre ripoff but then it quickly uh pivots and you realize that the murder family is actually kind of the protagonist and they're actually the heroes yeah they're all they're all jolly and happy and and you know anti-authoritarian yeah and you're all about it and then um and then uh devil's rejects is the sequel where rob zombie uh decides to make them the main protagonist just all the way and they fight cops uh, and they all, they get a case of the fuck arounds and they kill a bunch of people and uh, then they die in a hail of gunfire. Or do they? Well, okay. So, so here's the deal. A decade passed between (laughs) then and now understand that. I mean, really, really deeply deep in that brain of yours. Understand that a fucking decade passed between they got Killed in a hail of gunfire, and guess what? They're back. Do you know what I was doing a decade ago? Jerking off, probably. Yeah. What else? Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that was it? That was it. Okay. I, I was, uh, <laughs> see, I was 15. Okay, so definitely jerking off. <laughs> um, let's, what, what does that correspond to? Like, eighth grade? Ninth grade? I, I guess. God, that sucked. I hated that. I was getting bullied. <laughs> you, me too. I was getting, Trust me. just getting fucking. <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, when that's about when the Devil's Rejects came out. Yeah, is when you were getting bullied and jerking off. Uh, that was back when. So, so when you were mere uh, uh, teenage jism, uh, Rob Zombie was out there m- being a mover and shaker, making fucking cinema. And we're over here talking shit. Well, I mean, that's so what I'm saying. If you would have ended it with this trilogy there, it would have been fine. But in, 10 years later, he has to go make this horse shit. Well, I don't even understand why this happened. I don't I, like, like like genuinely. Okay, okay, okay. So, so my big gripe, I guess, is that the whole movie is like a cul-de-sac. Where the the whole bit is just that 
it's just a movie just to fuck around with the characters a bit and then move on. <laughs> and it's just like, here they are, and you love them. Bye. And it's there's like, no it, through line. So it, it reminded me of, of the book of Boba Fett. God damn Which it. I've only watched one episode of. It's so, okay, but, okay, like, okay, okay. Pause. The last time we talked about the book of Boba Fett, we and you and I got in a shouting match on this podcast, <laughs> and I think I even told you to go fuck yourself uh, because of of your uh, persistence on watching that shit show. So yeah. now tell everybody about how May was right, and it's the worst show ever. Well, no, okay, okay, I I can't remember his actor, but but Boba Fett was cool in the Mandalorian. Bullshit. When he came in season two. <laughs> no, he was. <laughs> The Mandalorian's great. Bullshit. Uh, no. You've admitted to liking the Mandalorian. I, I kinda like the first episode. So 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 don't don't bullshit me. <laughs> Boba Fett's fucking nothing. Anyway, we can't fight about this right now. Yes, no, no, we can. But <laughs> so he was cool. He was cool in Boba F- in, in, in Mandalorian, but then like when they gave them his own show, they just decided to like just like Does he get a f- case of the fuck arounds? He get, they get the case of the fuck around where it's like it's like <laughs> I got it's you like, to say it. Like, this yes, is, I win. Continue. Like, this is we like this character. This character is cool. Let's just have him do fuck. I don't know jack all. Like like let's just have him do I don't know things. Well, and and everything cool that could have happened happens pretty much off screen. Yeah. Or yeah. It, it, I don't, anyway, and so it's like so in the movie. Ten minutes, and we're gonna summarize it because. Oh, okay. We're now we're pivoting back to Rob Zombie. Yeah, Rob Johnson. Well, we gotta summarize the fucking film. All right, Robert. So Robert's gonna tell us a story. Everybody, gather around the campfire. All the characters who got shot each twenty times. They 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 mention that specifically in the film. And there was a million to one chance that they would live, but they did. But all of them lived um, miraculously. Miraculously. Uh, then they all <laughs> because the movie's horse shit and it doesn't give a shit. They all go to jail. Uh, Spalding is executed. Uh, yeah, he fucking is. Uh, Otis. Oh, oh, uh, Otis is on a chain gang with Danny Trejo. Uh, yes. And then Otis's half brother comes and rescues them. Yes, and they and kill, they kill Danny, Danny Trejo. Trejo. Big mistake, it turns out. Yeah. Don't kill Danny Trejo ever. And then. Ever. They start just fucking around. Well, hold on. There's also Baby. Well, I'm, We've totally... I'm, getting, I'm getting a Baby. Okay, 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 okay. So then there's Baby, who's in, like, the lesbian rape jail. Uh, yeah. Uh, Big bad time. So, there. but, like, and so she, like, pisses off the guards who, like, put her in, like, the lesbian rape cage match. Right. And then she kills all the, 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 the rapey prisoners. Right. And thank uh, goodness for that. And also, yeah. Rob Zombie still loves his wife. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so then there's this, like, the the guy he rescued Otis, who's his half-brother. Yes. Uh, the Wolfman. The Wolfman or whatever. That's a dumb fucking name. I know. Um, They <laughs> kidnap the, like, warden and his wife and the warden's friends. Um, until the warden goes and gets baby out. Um, and then he gets baby out. Uh, oh, and then while they're holding them all hostage, a clown shows up for literally no reason. Played by, I believe, Barry Bostwick. Uh, I could be wrong. And so they have this whole bit where they're like, hey, if the clown makes us laugh, we'll let him live. And and it's just the clown 
doing shitty, dumb, bad clown jokes for yeah. way too long, like an <laughs> agonizing long amount of time. And then they shoot the clown. And that's that. And so they introduce him, they dick around, and then they kill him. And then they've wasted 15 minutes of the fucking movie. Anyway, so uh, Baby stabs someone to death in broad daylight, gets seen by a neighbor. For some reason, doesn't kill the neighbor? Um, I have to pause. Can I please pause? I have to tell you something. So, so when I was in film school, I worked as a DIT. Do you know what that is? It's data and transfer. It's uh, basically when somebody is shooting uh, uh-huh. on camera, they're, they're taking data from the camera and giving it to you. You put it on a hard drive, and then that hard drive is stored and uh, prepared for editing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was working uh, in this situation, I learned that hard drives are fucking expensive. I also learned that SD cards are fucking expensive, but I also learned that when you're shooting on an 8K red, you're literally burning tens of thousands of dollars per like few minutes right. on that some bitch. And uh, it you got to have some serious money to be running that shit. Yeah. So that clown fucking scene that was a total waste of my time, that was a total cul-de-sac. Could have probably paid for the lives of every homeless person in Dallas, <laughs> but instead they had to shoot that shit. Anyway, continue, Neo. So they now have to escape the cops because <coughs> Baby didn't want to go kill a random person after they just got finished killing a random person. Right. Um, a problem. And so <laughs> during the escape, Baby puts on a uh, Native American headdress. Oh, yeah. Then the movie goes, gets, a, gets good. Gets a bow and arrow. Oh, good. Well, she puts it on. Then she starts doing, like, really racist, like, faux yes. chanting. Yeah. And, yeah. like, dancing and humming. Mm-hmm. She uh, sure does. And then after, after that, <laughs> they're on the road. Uh, baby kills someone who's going to a Halloween party. Well, who's yeah. wearing a sombrero and a glue-on mustache. I know you're thinking there's no way that that baby comes in and does a racist Indian impression with a fucking headdress on, and then comes in and, and does an Im- a racist Mexican impression. The next scene, she walks into the room with a sombrero and a fake mustache <laughs> on, me. with a Mexican accent and humming like a mariachi song. Jesus Christ. Um, and. Then she's like, I know how to how to escape the law. Oh, okay. This is important. Uh, right before she comes in, they're having the worst conversation of oh. any conversation in history of all conversations. Yeah. Otis and the wolf idiot. Yeah, the wolf the wolf man says, uh, well, Otis, the movie's over. I mean, we basically killed the, the people we needed to kill. We got baby out of prison. Right. You know, the movie's over. Well, yeah. What do we do? Well, also- and Otis goes, honestly... I don't fucking know. I didn't think we'd make it this far. Right. Well, so there's this whole bit where none of them are admitting to their crimes in prison, and they're doing a kind of a Manson thing. Right. But, and then... um, Being esoteric intentionally just because... Just because. Well, and so, and then... And their whole thing is like, it's the injustice system. We're fighting against 
the injustices of the country where it's like right but okay all right but but they never follow through with that no so. well also they're murdering random people like like they're not like hunting down judges or cops or right prosecutors there, there's no real consistency in no. their ideology really no uh no ideological consistency they're yeah, uh, they're just kind of nihilist they're like a 14 year old libertarian <laughs> kind yeah kind of Otis is basically a 14-year-old libertarian with a knife. Yeah. Uh, oh, don't, don't you know it. Uh, anyway, uh, so they, they decide, they're like, they're, like, they're like, well, what do we do now? Let's make a movie. What about? I don't know. Let's make porno yeah. where everybody has sex. Well, so then. There's some, you know what? There's some foreshadowing there. Well, yeah, there is honestly some foreshadowing there because then very literally, uh, it, it like cuts. baby comes in and goes, we should go to Mexico. And then they hard cut to Mexico where they just have sex with people for 30 minutes. Well, yeah. Well, they're, so, so they go to Mexico where the, the guy in charge of the town is some like white dude for Named no reason. Carlos, who's very annoying. Yeah. Um, and then Carlos like puts them up and then calls Danny Trejo's son and is like, hey, the idiots who killed your dad are here. Come get them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, and so, but then there's like a 30 minute bit where they're having like, well, so like all the all the Mexicans are in uh, like the whole uh, Day of the Dead like face paint. Well, yeah, it's like it's like um, it's a really it's the most base level approach to Mexican culture. It's really kind of stupid and racist. I feel like people have probably noted this, but I mean, like the villains all well, wear luchador masks. Yeah, like come on, yeah. guys. Well, and so like, and, and, and all the all the Mexican people are like have like the 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 skull face paint. I can't remember what the, what it's called. Um, um I and, like Dia de Muerte. Yeah, and, and everyone important in the town is white. <laughs> right, which is great. Love that. Yeah. It's just well, it, and then like all the all the women, of course, want to sleep with these like white trash crockety dudes, which like, no just, one on earth would ever want to fuck. The like, most imagine fucking Otis. Good God. People. Anyway, so then there's like a thirty minute bit where they're all just having sex, and with it's a lot of different people. And yeah, like cool and, and it's cool just beans. obnoxious and long. Well, and it's a, literally a case of the fuck arounds, like like uh, okay. In screenwriting terms, I don't want to be annoying and pedantic and come from like speak from authority because I think speaking from authority is really stupid. But uh, hear me out. The fun and games segment of a screenplay is like this this part where they're just like dicking around, and it it is it's also in the Devil's Rejects. Remember, they get high with a guy and they yeah. party with him, and that's like a whole that's a whole segment of the film as well. But significance to one where there's not a significance to the other and also they're exactly the same only one is far shittier uh-huh it's a very long fun and game if like fun and game segment right but it, in the midst of nothing there's obnoxious. no plot happening anyway so so then carlos sells them out and all of these dudes in luchador masks and i okay so i have a theory about that Okay. One, it's base level and, and kind of racist. Okay. A little bit. Um, where it's like if if Saints Row does does a bit more tastefully than you do, you have a problem, right? Yeah, I kind of feel like that's like, probably true. Like, 
I love Saints Row 3. It might be one of my favorite games of all time. But, like, the the whole... I can't remember what the gang name is, but the gang of, of luchadors is... It's, like, kind of a bad bit, but also they... they but they handle it a lot better than Rob Zombie does. Um, and so, anyway... The so, bar is pretty low but there. But <laughs> what I think is, is the bit is Rob Zombie didn't want to get Hispanic people, so... The, the the utility of the luchador masks is they're all they're, they're all white people because whenever they oh, talk Christ, whenever no. they, whenever they talk they all sound really white oh my god oh my god neo <laughs> neo oh my god oh my god so, oh my god i'm gonna pass out holy shit that's true that's yeah. fucking true that's why he did that ah no that's exactly why he did that yeah so, oh my god, I had not like, considered that until just now. So there, there's like now layers on this like racism appropriation. Jesus fucking cake. Christ, Jesus fucking Where, And also Christ. it's like, so like a lot of times, What's like going on? a lot of times I don't think it's like, you know, appropriation isn't, doesn't reach the point of like overt racism. You know, it's, it's, it's kind annoying. Of, it's annoying. It's like it's, pest it's not, racism. It's not, it's, it's not like good. And I'm not saying it's not like a problem, but also like, you know, it's pathetic and annoying. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of like white, you know, yeah. but this movie like takes is that. appropriates so hard that it just, it's like, it's to such an nth degree where it just swings into like, like the big racism again. Which yeah. is like genuinely takes effort to do, <laughs> you know. But so anyway, so then the the luchador kill squad come in, um, and <laughs> who I guess uh, are just white people in, in luchador masks. Yes, um, <laughs> because I'm gonna lose my mind. And so, uh, <laughs> baby puts on the uh, the headdress again, takes the bow and arrow. <laughs> And while everyone else is, are having these like gun battles, she has like a, a bowie knife and a bow and arrow, and is like it's like fucking assassins creeding her way through the level where there'll be guards standing there, and she'll shoot them in the neck and then run up and like gut them with the bowie knife. Well, yeah, and, and wearing the headdress. And look, I don't want to harp too hard on this, but I guess I, re- you know what? Yes, I do. Um, uh, Rob Zombie's uh, uh, cinematographer uh, is terrible. And his editor and his is editor. awful. So them together, it's like a, it's like a collection of it's like a Kuleshov effect of bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so so like the bad cinematographer is shooting everything way too close, way too fast, uh, shutter speed way too high. So it's just like I can't tell what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And then the editor is editing things like because. Clearly, he doesn't have any information that's trying to be conveyed. And the same problem exists in 31. It's really frustrating. But fucking in this movie, the amalgamation of those two creative minds make the biggest pile of dog shit for, like, a good half of this movie. Right. Well, so anyway, so just, like, I don't... I'm not even going to dignify everything that happens in that that final scene with, uh, you know, by describing it. But, like... They just they fucking kill all the all the totally kind of miraculously. Yeah, they kill the luchadors. They kill Danny Trejo's son uh, because they're the best American murderers, right? But you know their whole anyway. So then the movie ends, but their stated goal of we're going to get revenge on the injustice system has they haven't done anything with it. 
Like yeah. they're like we we swear we're gonna like fuck up the, the the justice system, and then they go to Mexico and and fight luchadors. <laughs> and- Literally. Well, and so about halfway through the movie, I turn to Neo and I go, okay, so they're gonna do a cul-de-sac probably now. Where they're just gonna go do some completely unrelated thing, but then, you know, in in the Devil's Rejects, right? They go do some unrelated thing, but then the law finds them, tracks them down, and this has been going on the entire movie instead of for the last thirty minutes, and like tracks them down, and then finally catches them right when they're least expecting it, right? right. And it's really impactful. Well, imagine imagine if like you know they're the the luchadors roll up because they want to kill the uh, the family, mm-hmm. and then the the like cops show up, and then you have this whole bit where where the devil's rejects have to like like make like like have an uneasy peace with or not peace but you know the enemy my enemy so they like them and the luchadors like put their differences aside to kill the fucking pigs. Yeah, you know? I mean that would be fucking awesome, and 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 that's totally like in in character, like you know it it makes sense, like you know so it's just like and it it checks off the 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 box of like they're like hey let's go you know you know fuck up cops, anyway right it, and so it's just like like the movie's just kind of half half assed in the worst possible way. Yeah, and I I think that would be the the main descriptor of the movie is. Half assed. It's just like, I mean, even the fucking gore effects are pathetic. Yeah. Well, and also, I I'm, and and I might be wrong, but I am, I am, eighty five percent sure that the the sounds they use for the the M fours, at the end that the cartel or not the cartel the they're they're obviously like supposed to be cartel, but mm, the something like that. the the luchadors have, are uh. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're they're the same sound effect from the M fours from CSGO. Yeah, it it sounds just like it's like it's like a valve source thing. They probably got it from the same source. Yeah, location. Well, and which is like I mean the editing, the sound, the every every aspect of it is pretty fucking yeah not there. I mean, so Rob Zombie does this thing where he like um, he like sources music very specifically and he spends a lot of money on it. Uh, but this one, you know, he's got Inagata DeVita in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a country song at one point, but it's like, there's not nothing really notable going on there musically. You know, nothing. I mean, think about fucking devil's rejects. <laughs> it ends with the, with Freebird. Like that's right. a choice, you know? And well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the thing we were kind of commenting on in the in the prior one, I think, is that there there's a weird kind of spooky, maybe con- like conservative or kind of um, Confederate thing Rob Zombie plays with. It's a little yeah. like spooky. In this movie, it's kind of full blown. Yeah, he just kind of full blown goes there for some reason. I don't know why. It's just it's like it's like he's annoyed with PC culture, and you're like, I want to kill you. Like why what? Why is every white dude the same? Like they get a camera and they're like, "All right, what do I he do?" Goes, well, he, let's get the feminists. Let's get the fucking PC goes, culture. He goes full Eli Roth in this one. Yeah, and that's why I hate it. And and I, I guess that's the thing, right? The the thing I wanted you to see uh, in the trajectory of Rob Zombie is him going from someone with like 
some sort of authenticity, some sort of something in there. Moving from that to a cynical bastard, <laughs> which is where he is now, where I feel like genuinely a lot of the, the stuff he makes now, it's just like, why did you do this? Like, why did anybody give you money to do this? Like, why did you do this? Why? Genuinely, right. why? Why did Lionsgate sign off on this? Well, and I understand that, like, you know, making bank on the old shit is like, you know, the steez, but fuck, like, go fuck yourself. Like, you could have tried a, maybe a little harder. Good yeah. God. Yeah. It's just Art. suffering wall to wall. Let's do some ads and then let's, let's, let's dish about it. Oh, Neo. Oh, May. You know, in these in these troubled times, I, I feel like, you know, sometimes the only thing one can really do is just hop on the internet and add things to your cart. So legitimately, every time I get like upset or like every time I'm like really, really stressed, I just go to like itch.io or Steam, uh-huh. you know, or or Etsy uh-huh. or YouTube even. Other websites we're um, not sponsored by. Other well, 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 blood things on YouTube, and oh, you yeah, can yeah, and you yeah, can like right. you can sorry. do the thing I'm, where you pay the creators. Keep going, keep going. Keep you're, you're derailing my ad. I'm sorry. Keep our going, ad go. break. Okay, start. Keep going. Keep going. And you know what? Uh, you, you you know what? What if you're in that same position, and you're on you're on any of those sites? You know what you should buy? Booze. Well, no work? LSD, from I, the deep web, right? I, well, are we sponsored by LSD yet? Uh, Can we be sponsored by LSD? I believe that's still federally illegal. Shit. So um, we disavow any 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 and all L- illegal LSD. LSD distribution. If LSD ever becomes legal, any manufacturer of <laughs> LSD, please sponsor us. That would be amazing. Yeah. Anyway, continue. That was yeah. the most insane idea I just had. Anyway, um, so uh, we if, were talking if, about. So if you're ever, it, you know, if in these trying times, if you ever need, you know, you know, if you ever want to see that, like, click, you know, you purchase them and feel good. Mm-hmm. We have some recommendations. Yeah, we do. Hashtag and that's what these at, Yeah. Hashtag I hunt. It's like an RPG. RPG. You can read sit it. down on your. That's right. Your ass. And you can play the game or you can stand on your feet. That's right. And play the game. With your friends. Do yeah. you have friends? Make some. Or here, Make consider some this. For there's the like, express purpose to well, there, play hashtag I hunt. There's like groups of people that play this. You can go hang out with them. That's fun. Yeah. It's a way to meet people. Or if you want if if, if 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 you want the sweet, sweet cathartic release of you spending money, go send money to uh hashtag, or not hashtag, just blood thing. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, you gotta check Watch that it, out. You know, enjoy it and then and then consume yeah, it. And then, Throw some money at the creator. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. mean and then, you know, if you if 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 you want to spend your money and then and then be able to look upon what you have bought, the the physicality of it. Yeah. Especially if you're, Studios. Yeah, especially if you're also sponsored by LSD. Yeah. Uh, no, you can look at the uh you can look at the Ambient Dream Studios art and be like, damn, this is fucking vibe. Yeah. Well we're we're uh we're moving to a new place here Colorado. Soon. And I, I can't wait to, 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 to throw things on that wall. Yeah, cover up that landlord special. Yeah. Uh we're gonna we're gonna cover it up and with, with some beautiful, beautiful abstract art from Ambient Dream Studios. That's our friend and then we're probably gonna sit down watch the blood thing and play some eye hunt catch some mothmans and fuck them well i don't 
Can, can, I, only, you don't want to catch the Mothmans and fuck them? Only if, only if the Mothman we catch can consent. Of course. Well, yeah, you catch them, but they want to be caught, and they're like, hi, <laughs> ooh, ooh, please. <laughs> they're bottoms. <laughs> Mothmen are bottoms. I'm sorry. Speaking, okay, of, so we need speaking to- of consent, why does Rob Zombie like rape? No, 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 no. Patreon.com slash excrement is the place where you can go. Not speaking to- of rape, we don't rape anyone over at Patreon.com slash excrement. I, not that I know of, but like Rob Zombie, maybe he, I don't understand. Why, why does he like it so much? I, I, so we're going to jump right into that uh, content warning, I guess. Like yeah. what is his, so... He does there's, this a lot in his movies. There's but one rape scene. Bad in this one. There's one rape scene in The Devil's Rejects, and it sucks. And it sucks. There's what three rape scenes in this one? Yeah. Why, Rob? It's like, it, well, I mean, beyond the, uh, there's also just like consensual sex scenes that are, you know, it's like here's a character that's slimy and gross. Here's that slimy and gross character getting their dick sucked. <laughs> just like, like thanks rob i, I love you it's it's in, <laughs> in, doing in that these, like to me sh- shitty low effort movies like there's a plethora of of things that 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 will happen to to male characters yes that is like you know you know you know there's this laundry list of things that can happen these like tropes but female punishment in but, this but female is female punishment insane. like the tropes are like yeah. dead baby yeah Rape. Full I stop. Mean, and it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Why Why go to that place? I understand that that's like, it's just cheap. It's half-assed. Yeah. It's cheap and half-assed. Where it, it, it's it's just... Thoughtless. It, it, yeah. Or Careless. It, uh, I mean, like... Misogynistic. Oh, God. I mean, beyond... And, and just because, like, Rob Zombie loves his wife and puts his wife on display in a weird... Oh, God. And the way that he objectifies women in this with his camera, it's just so goddamn annoying. Can we talk... I'm sorry. This is completely unrelated, but I just think we need to move to something a little tiny bit lighter. Can we talk about Captain Spaulding? What the fuck is he even doing in this? Yeah, like... Like, it feels so cynical. Was he literally just... Did they make the movie literally just so they could do a scene of him? Well, so I I think the question is, is like, did they want him to be the third man in the movie? Like, because, like, like, the two ways I can see it Excuse me, I've been chugging energy drinks way too late, and I have I have the burps. Um, Warpus. All right, we're good. Well, okay. So, so was he in the movie because they wanted him to to be Captain Wolf? You know, or not Captain Wolf? Captain wolf Falling. Wolf, whatever. Like, well, because was was he was was it supposed to be the same as the Devil's Rejects, where it's the three of them rolling oh, around and they had to quickly people. replace him with somebody? Or, or did he did he pass away during filming and they're like, ah, oh shit! All right, well, because like if you notice, like they have he's like in the movie until this like very specific point where they're like, uh. And uh, Spalding was killed by lethal injection. His last words were this, and this happened. Uh, moving on. Yep, they didn't even shoot a scene of it. Yeah, and so be, so I I'm leaning on the side of like they had to completely rewrite the movie. Ah oh, man, I hate that. I don't I don't know. <clears throat> I think 
I mean, let's just look at the realities of it. Well, the only scene they have of Captain Spaulding in the movie, he's sitting in a chair. He's old as fuck. He's like 75. Well, they even say in the movie where it's like, I don't, I, it's, it's like, there's no way this Spaulding's going to do anything. He has one foot in the grave and the other is dancing around it. Yeah. You no, know, so it's like, I don't know. It's just obnoxious. It is obnoxious. I mean, but more than anything, it's like kind of. I'm trying to decide if it's fan servicey or if it was the point or if it if it's fan like, servicey then oh boy. <laughs> well, but let me ask you this: like, let's say that Sid Haig in his in his final years there had some medical bills, some shit he needed help with, and he couldn't get a whole bunch of roles. You know, he's like a old timer. He's you know he's kind of a an old bean. And who's gonna cast him? But Rob Zombie. You know what I mean? I'm, Rob Zombie's like, oh fuck, I guess. I guess let's make one more little little doohickey there. Just shoot one scene with him. He can make a little bit of a little bit of dough, you know, and help him him and his family as he passes. And then, you know, me and Sherry Moon can hang out with Bill Mosley and and my other friend, what's his face, Richard Brake, and we can get a case of the fuck arounds and well, shoot a bunch of erotic stuff in just, Mexico. That's also really racist. For no reason at all. And also, like, Richard Brake, <laughs> he kind of sucked in this movie. Yeah, he's great, um, but just generally. He's really, but like... like he so, does super suck in the this. Only, the only other thing I've really seen him in is Mandy. Oh, yeah, he's great in that. But he's so good in Mandy. Like, because... He's an like, LSD manufacturer. The, the scene in Mandy that he's in is, is, like, Nick Cage rolls up, and the whole scene is just Nick Cage is, like, telepathically communicating with him, but they don't... The movie doesn't tell you Nick Cage's side. So the whole scene is Nick Cage just staring at him, like snarling, and he's talking to Nick Cage. And Richard Cage. Brake responding to his yeah. and telep- it, it, yeah, his telepathy. Like the bit is like it's like he's like he's like, you know, you know, Nick Cage walks in and he like reaches for a gun and mm-hmm. just like dips his finger in LSD and licks it. Yeah. And then he turns around, and he's like you like they stare they like look into each other's eyes and he's like Oh man, they wronged you. <laughs> oh, you zoo to cosmic darkness. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like he's so good in that. Yeah. Well, and uh there's this movie called 31 which Rob Zombie directed. I think I've told you about it before. Uh it's bad, terrible, shit, dog shit. I would even call it poop from a toilet. But the first scene of it is fantastic. It has Richard Brake playing a murderous clown because Rob Zombie has a clown fetish, which he we'll really get to. He really does. <laughs> he has a clown fetish for some fucking reason. Uh, anyway, Richard Brake is like, inhale, they don't, uh, they love popcorn or something like that. It's really fucking stupid. But I'll just show it to you. Uh, but it's like the only good scene in 31, which is a terrible movie. Uh, but Richard Brake is kind of good in that for a little bit. <sighs> Just, I met Richard Brake once. Oh, he was nice. You? Yeah, yeah oh. he's a good dude. I met Bill Mosley a few times. He's also a good dude. Uh, he loves money. Let me tell you why. <laughs> but who doesn't? Well, I'm not me. But I mean, like, you go to a horror convention, and okay, so so you have to understand something, and 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 this is something that you, an audience member at home, is not going to quite understand the metatextual commercial relationship that this all has so understand that sid haig bill mosley you know uh karen black in her later years um like uh, oh my god malcolm mcdowell is doing this now you know it's like all these uh celebrities are 
basically uh, zooing themselves in in these horror conventions and kind of selling pictures of themselves yeah. that are signed for like 40, 50 bucks a, a pop. And that's how they make the majority of their living to pay for their, you know, n- not even very lavish life, but like their middle class right. actor well, life. Like that. And there's also the the thing where you can like pay like an actor or a celebrity you like to like record you a message or whatever. Yeah, and they do a bunch of shit like that, you know, take pictures with them. And, but but if you've ever been to a horror convention, it's just like a shitload of people making a shitload of cash off of like signed pictures and, you know, selfies. I don't know. And don't... but understand that the industry only thrives so long as those people can tour around with like a film, so if they have relevance. So understand that Ten years passes, and Sid Haig goes from someone who's like really, really hot and really, really relevant in the horror world because of him being Captain Spaulding for two movies, to him being old as fuck, nearly dead, hard to travel, and he's like doing these horror conventions and barely hanging on, taking pictures and giving people thumbs ups, you know, all day long, every fucking day. So like throwing him a bone is giving him a role because then the idea is he can tour around with it and make a little bit of dough. Um, and the same is true for pretty much all of the cast of this. Like, so the, there's a twofold idea here where it's like on one hand, yes, this is a film, but on another hand, this is a, this is an advertisement to meet these homies at horror conventions and get them to sign a picture for 40 bucks. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of exploitative. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, Why do you feel that way, Neo? I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I get that, like, people need to make money and shit. Well, come and, on. Like, don't you want to spend 50 fucking dollars on a picture uh, that you could have printed on your printer of a, uh, that's signed with a squiggle from a Sharpie of somebody who was barely in a movie that was made by people you'll never meet in your entire life for money that's more than you'll ever have? Why not? It's just, I don't know. Well, <sighs> I know it's a bit depressing, but but my point is just like I, there's a there's a shitty thriving Rob Zombie. It has a good relationship with the horror community because he throws a lot of these people a bone. <laughs> and so <laughs> when you're watching this, you can't help but think, Jesus Christ, is he really just doing this to throw these people a bone? Yeah. And the answer is yes. The answer is yes, by the way. Well, I I don't know. I just, I think that art is art. And like, and so it's like. I mean, true. Yeah. True right. facts. True facts. Big if true. Art, art like, like, like art, art, art is art. And it kind of, it just bums me out whenever the utility of art isn't the artistic merit, but is to like squeeze money out of people at cons. <laughs> You yeah, know? I mean, well, and 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 so and so like God. it's like you know like most people in in the Red Dead Redemption games, most of the voice actors, they're like for the most part they just do the whole like you know you can have like Dutch or Arthur you know say Happy Birthday Lindsay you know whatever yeah or some shit <laughs> and, but, and or you can you know go to con the con and have their kids either way it's still and, like. Know, but 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 like and exploitative. so it's it's so exploitative. But but Red Dead Redemption Two is not was not made as a vehicle for that. You know, no. it's like you know it, it was a game first, and you know it's a happy byproduct that you can go to the cons and get, and you know have Arthur Morgan Arthur Morgan sign where Arthur yeah. dies in the game. 
on well, you know, the map or whatever. And it'd be different if the movie was good. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, Devil's Rejects does this exact same thing. I mean, it throws Danny Trejo a bone. It throws uh, fucking... I, I mean, Bill Mosley, right? Bill Mosley is, is Chop Top from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty serious bone <laughs> yeah. to be given him. I think it's a pretty big role for him. And, you know, that that role pretty much ended up paying for the last decade of his life at cons. Right. And, and uh, I know this because I've met him at a con, and he really wanted me to give him $40 to <laughs> sign a picture. And I right. didn't really want to. I was trying to have a conversation with him. Um, speaking of money grubbing whores, did I tell you that Tom Savini is a dick? <laughs> like, or okay, this isn't true. He's not a dick, but but like he wanted my money so bad. Who's Tom Savini again? He was the special effects guy on um, like Friday the Thirteenth. Some like classics. Yeah, like, maybe they should have hired the burning. I think maybe they should have hired him to work on this movie. Well, yeah, and it's just like. My goodness. Uh, the So if you've ever gone to these conventions in your life, and I'm sorry that I'm derailing this three from hell podcast to talk about the convention life. Well, no, but, no, but I think, but you know, I, I think, but this is I a, think it's a, it's a part of the industry. Yeah. As you've laid out, it's, it's a part of why this movie was made. Yeah. So if you've ever gone to one of these conventions, you know that there, the, the thriving idea is that, you know, you go there for, um, for the, the actors to yeah. do nothing just zooing yeah. they're just standing there and you look at them and go wow uh which is uh horrible kind of yeah. anyway and uh and then meanwhile uh like shitty filmmakers are paying money to try and screen their movies to unsuspecting <laughs> horror fans that are going to watch these terrible things anyway so it is like the most exhaustive capitalist experience where you go to this thing and everybody is looking at you and begging you to come give them your like 20 to $40. And it's kind of horrible right. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I've done it year after year, many, many times I've gone to like 20, 30 cons and I've met a lot of these people mm-hmm. and I also used to work press. So I'd go around talking to them and taking pictures and shit beyond like behind the scenes and you know they're all tired and they don't care for the most part i mean they have they have their own lives they have families they have shit going on they don't give a shit what they did in return of the living dead like to be honest there was this this fucking hilarious moment where the whole remaining living cast of return of the living dead is on the stage uh, and and I'm sitting in the audience in the front row looking up at them and somebody goes up and asks them about some onset memory and nobody on the stage remembered. <laughs> None of them remembered. <laughs> and it was just like, damn, I guess it's because it didn't fucking matter. And like one of them was like, yeah, I took the gig because I needed uh, some money. Yeah. To pay my rent. Right. You know, and it's just like. Damn. So understand that there's a bit of a working class element to the horror community where a lot of these people are not very, you know, explosively wealthy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they travel for a living, zooing themselves to make money. And Rob Zombie is throwing them a bone because he loves them. But it's almost insulting, I feel like to 
do the same thing that he usually does, which is take these like classic, like underrated horror folks and put them in the spotlight and just give them the worst roles. Yeah. Just completely underuse them. Do nothing with them even. It's just like insulting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. It's it's so it's cynical and transparent. Well, and also it's like, you know, no one's trying to act well in these films. No. Right? So it's like, you know, it's like you can have a low budget film that you don't have a lot of, you know, money for actors, whatever. But right. It's good because everyone actually like tries and you can like you know, it's it's the whole thing where it's you know, so you can you can feel the effort and the energy. You can do something successful with nothing. Right. It's it just, you know, takes passion. <clears throat> well, and that's why I said the thing about, you know, when I was working DIT, I know it costs a whole lot of money to shoot on raw H uh, 8K uh you know, ultra HD. Mm-hmm. I know that that's incredibly expensive per frame, like right. per frame it's expensive. And mm-hmm. then it needs to be colored, touched, edited. Uh, and then any CG work is sent off. This is a, we're talking about, you know, every second of film is a lot of money. And like this movie, we watched the unrated cut so maybe the uh, theatrical cut is better but it. press x to doubt uh this this one it was just like excessively wasting time and money and effort and energy and care for nothing at all yeah and i think at some point neo just kind of turned to me and was just like this was the wor- this is the worst movie we've watched at for the podcast th- 30 38 minutes in the movie i said Let's just stop the movie and do a podcast for the first 38 minutes. Because I hate this. Because I hate this. And then May said no. And then I said, well, can I can I work on my Age of Sigmar army on my computer? And May is like, no. No, you have to come sit and watch <laughs> this shit. On the couch if I have watch to watch this, this shit, you do. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was just kind of like, I have a lot of more questions, I think, than anything. It's just like if, if Rob Zombie was sitting across from me, I'd be like, all right, man. So, like... Why did you put Sherry Moon in a Native American headdress for the entire film? Also a, a, a sombrero. Why did you... Racist uh, accent. Yeah. Why is your impression of Mexico so... Uh, like, Racist? Yeah, and limited. Well, so the the scene where, like... Well, so in the whole thing, it was like, for the festival, it wasn't like... Like, they're not... It wasn't like a... This is a... a I can't remember the name in Spanish because I'm an idiot. Uh, Day of the Dead festival. They're like, oh, it's a knife throwing festival. Mm-hmm. All, all the men like to like to have a knife throwing competition. That's why everyone's dressed up. Yeah, it's like just 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 have a day like make Day of the Dead. And so it reminded me of a scene from Westworld actually, where there's a scene in Westworld where they enter they they go to the like the like outlaw town mm-hmm. and everyone's doing the celebration. Like the Ben Westworld is is it's like pandering to a to like to like shitty white people who are wanting to like appropriate it mm-hmm. why are you i have a crazy idea keep going anyway and so it's like it so so there's a scene in westworld that's that's like the bit is is, is it's making fun of media that 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 like tries to appropriate and exploit um like in you know like like the mexican uh de la de la muerte or whatever yeah and so but so then the this movie 
has the exact same bit almost like like it feels so incredibly similar but it's it's trying to be genuine with it where it's like we're in westworld the bit that's like the exact same is like it's like isn't it stupid that media has this bit in it yeah right well so <laughs> i have a crazy idea what's, what's your just, crazy idea well so while you were talking about that, I I was thinking like, well, what do I think the movie is like? You know, like if I was to compare this movie to something, <clears throat> what would I compare it to? And you're comparing it to an episode of Westworld. I've compared it to a lot of things yeah, over the course of this show. <laughs> but I'm going to compare it to something that everyone is going to cancel me for, but I don't care. Um, the well, so they're the not turd I took this afternoon. <laughs> no, um, so there there are two films. Um, the first is called Big Money Hustlers, and the second is called Big Money Rustlers. And these are these are the insane clown posse movies. They they are written and directed by uh, the insane clown posse. And like the first one is very fan servicey, annoying, like um, Dolomite ripoff crap. And then the second one is a western where they like literally have a a like white guy in a Mexican costume, racist stereotype, and the whole movie is just about ICP having all their favorite porn actors and friends, including uh, convicted rapist Ron Jeremy, uh, just be in the movie just so they can all make a buck, so they can all show their face at cons and make a buck. And so it was just like transparently like that. Three from Hell and Big Money Rustlers, uh, I'm sorry, are uh, identical films. I, I think they're very similar. I, I think someone could scientifically sit down and frame by frame compare uh, Big Money Rustlers and Three from Hell. Mate. But the difference is that that Big Money Rustlers was made for like, you know, 50 bucks and whatever Violent J had it in his, in his pocket. And Rob Zombie has Lionsgate money. <laughs> do you know what you do? You understand what you've just done to us, May? Made everybody think I'm a juggalo again? No, you've 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 damned us to, I'm you've sorry. Damned us to watch those two films. Do you want to watch them? I mean, I feel. I want to like, watch them. I feel like I want to watch I feel them. Like the audience is going to want. I want to watch, watch them. them right now. Oh my god, I love uh, those. <gasps> Azzy, Azzy, Azzy. Right. I love those movies. No, they're the best. Like, okay. Oh my god. This no, we can't do that. I can't derail the podcast to talk about how great the insane clown posse movies are. But I don't well, I mean you can. I don't think there's anything else to say on About Rob Zombie. About Rob Zombie. Well, it's just like movie. Rob Zombie got cynical and lame and I don't know why he didn't give a shit. And for whatever reason, it's just like House of a Thousand Corpses, his passion project, his love. I see it on the screen as authenticity. Yeah. Uh, Devil's Rejects. You know, he had something to say, and he said it, and he was proud about it, even though it didn't age perfectly, but he tried. Three from Hell. Uh, everybody's sleepy. Let's get them together. Maybe they can make 50 bucks at a con. Right. <clears throat> and uh, that's why I'm going to deposit Three from Hell directly into the poo-poo doo-doo pile. A big piece of shit. Straight to shit. Straight to shit. Straight no, to shit. no gold for you, bitch. No. Sorry, Rob. Maybe maybe your uh, your Munsters movie will be filled with passion. 
Press X to doubt, though. I don't. I don't know. I feel like some soul in him has has died, and I feel like I've felt that way ever since I heard the song "Everyone's Fucking in a UFO" because I was just like, man, no, they're not. Like objectively, no one is fucking in a UFO. I wish Rob, I was. No, you don't. What? You, Think you, about it. You don't a fucking UFO? No, in the air. I'm terrified of flying. Oh. That's like when people are like, I joined the Mile High Club. It's like, fuck you, then. Like, I have anxiety. <laughs> are you really? kidding me? I love being in airplanes. Fuck you. I hate them. The only the only time I didn't was was we had some like incredibly bad turbulence one time. Yeah. Flying across the Atlantic. And mm. I, we were literally like having like a hundred foot dips. Oh god. It literally yeah, felt like I, a, would, uh, a nightmare of a roller coaster. I'm fucking die. And so I was I was doing the like I was in the fetal position with like the barf bag to my mouth. Oh yeah, I, like, I betcha. It's like dropping, ready to like, die at yeah. any moment. God damn! But other than that, I love flying. Oh yeah, that sounds yeah. great. Pop the drama, me just listen to the to to, to modest mouth. The the gentle whir of the engines. It's it, it, it's like the perfect background, like the white noise for me. It's just like, uh-huh. it's like ah. uh, well, that's that's lovely, Neo. Yeah, you'll have to do some flying soon. I I wish I I wish I had the money. You know what we need to do next is fly ourselves over to the couch and watch Big Money Rustlers well, by the Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> Did you know that the Insane Clown Posse is two clowns? That's Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope. One time, the, like a couple weeks ago, someone tried to convince me that the ICP had like a Daft Punk thing going on where, where no, they, one, no one knew who no they one were. Knew who they were? Well, underneath you the, know, people do thing. know who Daft Punk are. Yeah. Well, yeah. What well, the fuck? And so, and so I pulled up their Wikipedia pages and was like, no, the real name is this and this. Yeah, and like, like Joseph Bruce and yeah. whatever his other And they were like, what are you talking about? It's like, no, they're pretty open about who they actually are. Yeah, no, just, it's like it's a bit, guys. But um, <laughs> anyway. No, the the thing I was going to say is 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 the, the thing is that Violent J always plays the antagonist and Shaggy 2 Dope always plays the protagonist. And <laughs> Shaggy 2 Dope always comes across like he really gets the bit. Like he understands what they're trying to do, like why they're together, what the bit is. And Violent J seems kind of like a reckless kind of, um, I can say this as an insane person, an insane person. Uh, and he just kind of does insane things. Like, mm-hmm. like he puts his dick in your hot dog bun. That's a lyric in one of their songs. I don't know why it's in there in my brain, but it is. Anyway, uh, he met a he met a pelican at Briscoe Bay. It tried to eat his cell phone. He ran away. Right? Isn't that the lyric? Anyway, fucking ICP. We're gonna have a goddamn great time doing that. Hooray! Support my flying addiction at patreon.com slash excrement. Yeah, we we uh, we are both into uh, CBT. Uh, that's cock and ball torture. So that's why we watch these movies. Uh, it's to torture our balls. Well, all right. See you later. <laughs> Bye.